0: This show is sponsored by our members who made donations. We'd like to give them a very big thank you. We have to cover the monthly costs of the radio station's software, bandwidth, phone lines and phone calls to be able to continue with the radio show. And thank you for listening. I'd like to welcome our guest today, Jill Brooke, who's a researcher and nutritionist and also medical advisor to the LDN Research Trust. Thank you for joining us today, Jill.
1: It's so nice to be here with you today,
0: Linda. And it's lovely to see you. <laughs> After having a year of not really seeing many people, it's uh, to see your smiling face is lovely. So oh, you, likewise. <laughs> you did um, the compiling of our survey and the results, and you're going to share them with us so that would be really interesting and i know you've got a powerpoint if you'd like to open that up and start
1: when you're ready yeah so as i bring it up i will say that yes we were hoping to basically determine are all of the side effects that people um experience with ldn especially Considering that uh, many people who are on LDN have conditions that are famous for, you know, basically having lots of hypersensitivities, lots of allergies. Okay, here we go.
0: So we were looking for the good, the bad and the indifferent, weren't we, really? Anything.
1: Yeah, so um, we did this uh, starting in the autumn of 2020, and we asked um, online followers to take a brief survey to report any and all side effects that they had ever experienced with LDN. So like I said, the goal was to build an exhaustive list of any potential side effects And so um, the survey questioned patients about their age, their gender, the medical conditions that they take LDN for, how long they had taken LDN, whether they had experienced six common LDN side effects and the duration of those side effects. And then what we were really interested in was their listing any and all other side effects that LDN might have caused. So before I get to the results, though, I just wanted to mention a couple quick things. First of all, this was an online survey available to anyone who found our link. And so we asked people to participate who are on our LDN Research Trust email list and following us online. So we don't know whether participants' responses reflect the typical experiences that most people have on LDN because it was not a random sampling um, of people. It was whoever was nice enough to see our message and agree to take the survey. The second really important thing to keep in mind is that the prevalence of side effects reported here is different than what gets reported in drug trials, where there is a placebo control group. And it's widely accepted that many side effects occur with placebo treatments So side effects listed on any drug inserts, for example, are those that occur above and beyond placebo levels. And since we had no placebo control, we're listing every single side effect that got mentioned by more than one participant. So that might greatly overstate side effects. And I think people are familiar with this phenomenon now because we're hearing about all of the vaccine trials and there's always a debate, right, when somebody in a vaccine trial has an issue, um, you know, Bell's palsy, for example, the, the immediate discussion is, well, you know, did we see that in the placebo group, too? How much do we see as a background? Can we really attribute this to the drug or not? And so I just wanted to make it clear that we did not have that placebo group. So we're just reporting everything that people said. Mm-hmm. Um. And the third point I just wanted to make before we start is that every medical condition that a patient reported that they had um, and any side effects that they had, we are reporting them as they were listed by the patients. So it, we didn't verify what conditions they had. We just took their word for it and explained it the same way they did. So, um Like I said, the goal was to see how many LDN users get side effects, what are all the side effects, how long do they last, and are there any differences between genders, medical conditions, are there some people who seem to get more side effects than other people? So like I said, it was an online survey, we advertised on social media, and in the LDN Trust emails, Um, we analyzed the results using our, that's just a statistical package that's very common, it's just a it's just a kind of software and um, again we had no control group and so it's called a confound when there might be other reasons that explain a, a side effect and so we we can't completely say that all of these you know that none of them were coincidence so we had 1809 people who were nice enough to fill out our survey of that 213 were males and 1,596 were females. The mean age was 54 years, but it went down as low as 8 years old, up to 88 years old, and the standard deviation was 12 years. And what that means is that 66% of the people who answered our survey were within 12 years of 54 years old. When they listed what medical conditions they had, um, we had over 40 different medical conditions listed, and many people had more than one. So this shows the different medical conditions that people listed. So if you can read this, fibromyalgia was by far the biggest, with over 400 participants. Um, MECFS was the second largest, with 300. MS was the third. Hashimoto's thyroiditis was a big one pain was a really big one, arthritis, cancer, autoimmunity. And then we kind of start getting into those that are, um, you know, much, many fewer patients. But I think the thing to take away from this is that people are taking LDN for all kinds of different things, and, um, and oftentimes they're taking it for, for many things at the same time which is no great surprise. And you know, I kind of consider this also to be sort of the the bucket of medical conditions where there are no fabulous treatments. And I think lots of times, many of us end up with LDN because we've tried many of the conventional treatments and haven't found relief yet. So um, there was a lot of variation in how long participants had been taking their LDN some people had only been on it for a month. Other people had been on it for 23 years, but the mean was 3.3 years. The standard deviation was 3.6 years. And again, that means that 65% of people um, were within that, within that mean, <clears throat> um, uh, were, were, were within 3.6 years of the mean of 3.3. So the duration of side effects is listed here. And that first bar on the left with 55%, that was people that didn't, um, didn't experience any side effect whatsoever. That, those are the people, you know, like my husband, he takes LDN for a shoulder that's bothered him for years. And he was one of those lucky people where never felt a single side effect His shoulder, which had not improved with years of physical therapy, was instantly better and he was one of those people that has the dream scenario that everybody hopes for. Um, So 55% of people, no side effects whatsoever. Um, Then we see about 12% of people, they had side effects but only for up to two weeks. Another 8% of people had side effects, but only for two to four weeks. Another 3% had side effects, but only for four to six weeks. 10% had side effects for six weeks or more. And we don't know if those are still ongoing or if they did go away um, after at some point. And then we have this other category with about 13%. And other was where people had written in answers such as, I get side effects, but only, you know, for an hour in the morning, or I get side effects, but only when I take the capsules, if I take the tablets, then I'm fine, or other kind of conditional situations where they get side effects if they kind of aren't careful or if they um, if they don't manage it, but they don't always get side effects. Now, this is interesting um, to me that 47% of females reported side effects, but only 28% of males. Now, because we didn't do a random sample, we can't do a statistical analysis against this and say that significantly more females than males or that um, this is necessarily a um, generalizable thing. But it is is—it is pretty interesting to me that almost twice as many females um, had issues. This to me was also that we just looked like... Okay. Jill,
0: so, it's bouncing everywhere. Pain. Jill, Jill can you hear me? Sorry. Jill? Hello? Sorry? Mm-hmm. It's just pinging, so I can't actually hear you. So you're going to have to start that slide again. But can you talk and see what it's like now? Hello? I can't hear you at all, Jill. Hello? 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 Hi, Jill, can you hear me? Hello? Hello?
1: Hi, Jill. Hi, sorry, I
0: lost you somehow. Well, before you disappeared, <laughs> it was going ka-ping, 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 and then you'd gone. Um, I mean, I'm still recording the audio, but it is so good. I would really like to include this as the bonus material for the conference. Are you able to record your voice over it like you did your presentation? It'll be a non-CME one, but it, I think oh, it yeah, would sure. be really, really good. Would you mind doing that? Mm-hmm. That that would be yeah, fantastic. Course. So it doesn't mm-hmm. have me and everything. It will just be you doing the... That would be great. Since you've already got the yeah. PowerPoint, that would be... If you've got time to do that, that would be good. Okay. Sure. It's it
1: to you as an MP3 or 4
0: whatever it is. MP4. If you would like to get your PowerPoint ready, I'll put the recorder back on starting from that slide. Okay, where did you lose
1: me? Did, Did you lose me much before
0: I... No, just on that slide. Just as you started that slide, it disappeared. Okay, yeah. I'll bring it back up. But then he thinks side effects is a big, a big deal, and he thinks it's really helpful. So that would be good.
1: Well, you know, also, um, well, actually, that's the point I was going to make on this slide. Is this the correct slide? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay.
0: Wait, wait a minute. I'll put the recorder back on. Okay, when you're ready.
1: So then we looked at the prevalence of side effects. Hang
0: on a minute. It says the recorder just turned itself off again. Let me turn it back on. Okay, it's on. If you can start from the beginning, that'd be good.
1: Sure thing. So then we decided to look at prevalence of side effects by condition. So in other words, we looked at people with MS, what percentage of them had side effects? People with pain, what percentage of them had side effects? And again, we didn't have a random sample, so we could not do a statistical inferential test to say that Um, You know, there were significant differences between conditions, but it really is, um, it does jump out at you that some conditions have a much higher percentage of side effects than others. So, for example, this first one up here, 82% of patients with MCAS, that's mast cell activation syndrome, reported side effects. And I'm one of those lucky people that has MCAS. And so I can say that's not surprising because MCAS is a disorder of the mast cells, which is characterized by constant allergic type reactions to all kinds of inappropriate triggers. We get allergic reactions to excipients in drugs. We get allergic reactions to fumes, to smells, to foods, to all kinds of things. So, so I don't find it surprising at all that that was the highest, um, the, the highest of all the conditions. The second highest condition, with 80%, was POTS. That's Postural Orthostatic Tachycardia Syndrome, and interestingly, lots of POTS patients also have MCAS. And hypersensitivity is a common um, thing in POTS patients. So maybe the fact that they were way above everyone else is is not very surprising. Um, At 50%, we see the MECFS group, fibromyalgia, over half of them experienced some side effects. And then it got lower um, with pain, arthritis cancer, and the lowest group was the multiple sclerosis group, with only 24% of them having side effects. Now, the most common side effects that we had always heard about were the ones listed here, and so we decided to just outright ask people, yes or no, did you experience this? And so what we saw was that about 24% said, yes, they did experience vivid dreams. And I was one of those people. That's kind of a funky phenomenon. Um, I didn't find it unpleasant, but, um, but vivid dreams is a thing apparently Um, related to that um, is sleep disturbance and 20.5% of respondents said that they did experience that. Now, anecdotally, We hear that those things tend to go away after a week or two, Um, and so so some people just get used to it. Um, I decided to just take my LDN in the morning so that it wouldn't affect sleep, and that's another common way that you hear patients dealing with those side effects. 15% said that they had experienced a headache. 10% said yes to the upset stomach. 10% also said, yes, they had experienced some fatigue. We're going to come back to this other category that 9% said they had. Um, 8.9% said they had a worsening of existing symptoms. And 0.8% said that they had experienced hyperthyroidism. And that's something that we hear about in the LDN literature Um, Because when it works, if a patient had previously been on thyroid replacement for a thyroid condition... Sometimes if, that, if the thyroid starts coming back to life and producing its own thyroid hormone, then we worry about them um, getting hyperthyroidism. So that's one of the main reasons that we encourage LDN patients um, who are on thyroid medicine to keep an eye on that with their physician, especially as they start LDN. So um, we see it happen to less than 1%, but it was a phenomenon. Now this other side effects is what we were really interested in because we wanted to know just absolutely everything that that people were experiencing. So this is a list of anything that more than one person wrote in. So if two people wrote in um, or more, it's listed here. So we see nausea mentioned by 30 people, which works out to 1.6% of respondents anxiety, another 30 people, dizziness or vertigo, um, 26 people, hot flashes or sweats by 20 people, 19 people mentioned depression, 15 mentioned constipation, 11 mentioned joint pain or stiffness or or irritability had 11 also, dry mouth had 9, diarrhea had nine. Eight people mentioned some sort of um, neuropathy-type sounding symptoms like pins and needles, an electric feeling or tingling in the extremities. Eight people mentioned heart palpitations. Seven people mentioned reduced appetite. Now, I should say that some of those people mentioned that it was a good thing. They had written in that they thought that their appetite had become more appropriate. So um, it wasn't always a, a negative thing. Same thing with the weight gain. Seven people mentioned weight gain as a side effect. However, a few of them mentioned that that was good because they had actually been having trouble keeping weight on up to that point. Seven people mentioned brain fog. Six mentioned muscle pain or tension. Another six mentioned muscle weakness. Six mentioned shaking or trembling. Six mentioned itching. Five, just um, without being being asked, just um, mentioned feeling of well-being as a side effect. Um, five mentioned jaw clenching. Five mentioned increased heart rate or heart racing. Five mentioned hallucinations, typically when they would wake up in the middle of the night. Um, four mentioned an increase in appetite. And again, um, many of them um, mentioned that this was actually a good thing because they had lost their appetite. And same thing with the weight loss, that um, this was another one that most people mentioning it were saying that it was a good thing. Four people mentioned migraine, four mentioned anger, four mentioned flu-like symptoms, three said they had more energy and I wish we had asked about that, because I wonder if, when prompted, others might have said the same thing. But these were people who freely wrote it in um, when just asked to say other, sim- other side effects. Um, three mentioned dehydration. Um, and I had wondered a little bit about that one. I know that, for me, when I get dehydrated, it's because I'm out actually having a good time. And when I, I have POTS, which means I dehydrate very easily. So actually the better I feel, the more I get dehydrated because it means I'm not actually doing something. So I'm not sure, um, you know, I'm not sure if, if that's dehydration in the context of still drinking as much as they ever did. Um, it would be interesting to dig into more, um, more of that in the future. Three mentioned a skin breakout, three mentioned infection, three mentioned ill feeling three mentioned sensitivity to alcohol. Um, that one's interesting to me because we know that naltrexone um, was once used um, for um, alcoholism, is my understanding. So I'm not sure if there's other connections with naltrexone and alcohol. Um, two mentioned an increased libido, and at least one of them mentioned that that was a good thing to them. Two mentioned head pressure. Two mentioned a skin rash or hives. Two mentioned a sore throat. Two mentioned increased urination. Two mentioned vomiting. Two said tender breasts. Two said menstrual changes. And two said bladder discomfort. So that's everything that at least two people had written in for other side effects. So with this, um, we, of course, want everybody to have the best possible experience with LDN so we asked our advisors um, what they recommended when it comes to um, dealing with side effects and across the board they all said to work with your prescribing physician and that they have a number of strategies that they can employ to help hopefully overcome these side effects some of them that they mentioned were that they could reduce the dose and or taper more slowly. Some mentioned changing the timing of the dose, like I said, taking it in the morning instead of the evening, if it's affecting sleep. Um, Some of the pharmacies offer multiple formulas of low-dose naltrexone to help you avoid possible allergens or triggering ingredients. So for example, I know that um, I had just a couple small side effects in the beginning, and um, They weren't bad enough to go off LDN or anything, but the following year, my provider said, hey, let's get you on this other formula that has no corn, no gluten, and I forget what else wasn't in there, but um, it got even better then. So I thought that was um, pretty interesting. Um, Some uh, prescribers mentioned taking a break from LDN and then restarting. Um, and that sometimes that helps, or sometimes it even just kind of helps confirm whether the issue was LDN or whether there was coincidentally something going on. Because many of us with these very complex multiple disorders, we're always changing something. We're changing supplements, or we're changing seasons, and that can even affect symptoms, or changing other medications. And so sometimes it gets a little bit tricky to pick apart what is causing what. So taking a break and then restarting LDN was one of the strategies that doctors mentioned. Um, Reviewing nutritional status was another strategy that came up with a reminder that with LDN, the mechanism of action actually requires our brains to do a little bit of work. And our brains can't do their part without proper nutrition. So some of the nutrients um, that can help are having um, not just adequate, but optimal vitamin D having adequate omega threes. And, um, and there are some other, you know, nutrient fine tuning that can be done to help the brain pull its weight in this uh, partnership to get LDN to work. Um, And they mentioned that they have some other individualized approaches. We had asked our advisors how long a patient should ride out any side effects before giving up on LDN, and there was agreement that it depends on the severity of the side effect. One advisor noted that she asks her patients in general to try LDN for three months while working together to address any discomfort, and other advisors reiterated that they rarely see side effects last longer than a week or two and that each patient is treated on an individual basis. So this informal online survey, um, you know, collected patients, just written experiences with LDN. I just wanted to reemphasize that it was not placebo controlled and so um, we don't know if some of these side effects might have happened anyway, even if people hadn't gone on LDN at that time. Um, but assuming, assuming that these were all, all true LDN side effects, 45% of respondents experienced some side effect. Um, in summary, most of those subsided within several weeks. The most common side effects were vivid dreams, sleep disturbance, Headache, upset stomach, fatigue, and worsening of symptoms. Um, several side effects were described as positive, such as feelings of well being, improved energy, improved weight, or libido. And, um, and we're going to use these findings to guide more formal investigations into potential side effects in the future. So I will stop my screen sharing.
0: That's all very interesting, isn't it, Jill? Um, And when you help us put together the next survey.
1: (laughs) Well, and I wanted to, yeah, I think this is a fascinating thing. And I see LDN helping so many people that, I think it's really a priority for us to figure out for these people who do experience unbearable side effects, how can we help them? And um, and especially the nutrition angle interests me, obviously, because, you know, this is a huge widespread problem in the Western world that a lot of people's brains are not working optimally, largely because of nutrition. And if that's holding some people back from getting good results from LDN, that's something that I think we should absolutely look into and address. Um, But I also wanted to point out that I have this fabulous book here and that it has on page 160. This is the chapter on post-traumatic stress disorder. And I guess I should say for anybody who's only listening, I'm holding up the LDN book, volume two. And there are some wonderful passages. There's a, a section called exquisite sensitivity and low-dose naltrexone dosing. And so basically, if you consider yourself to be somebody who is exquisitely sensitive, this is probably a a section that you might want to read um, because, um, you know, like I said, a lot of the people who take LDN have these conditions that make them exquisitely sensitive to everything. And so luckily, we have some smart people who have given that some thought and have some strategies in that section. You're all fantastic.
0: And I hope that everybody who's listening who takes LDN will be the first to come forward and take part in the next survey. Yes, donate your data, please. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for sharing that with us today, Jill. Can't wait till next time.
1: Thank you, Linda.
0: This show is sponsored by our members who made donations. We'd like to give them a very big thank you. We have to cover the monthly costs of the radio station's software, bandwidth, phone lines and phone calls to be able to continue with the radio show. And thank you for listening. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me linda, l-i-n-d-a, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.